It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's our goal. Hey! It's time for Breaking Bread with Papa. Hey! Don't you know? Hey! It's also a show. Hey! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Breaking Bread with Tom Papa. I'm Tom Papa. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of our journey here together. I hope that you've got some good snacks on hand, maybe cracked open some wine, maybe a, a nice martini. Uh, it's time to sit down and break bread with another very funny, talented person. Today, we've got the great Paul Morrissey, great comedian. He's been a good friend of mine for a long time. All of the listeners from the old format of the podcast know Paul very well. Uh, it was Paul and I for a long time, just going back and forth and doing our thing, and we would also go on the road all the time. Paul has been a uh, trusted companion on the road for a long, long time. We've been to many, many places and met many of you along the way. Very funny guy, great guy. And, uh, you know, when we changed the format of the podcast uh, during this crazy time, where we're all kind of isolated, um, people were very worried. That what happened to Paul? Did he? Did you kill Paul? Is he? Is he in a ditch somewhere? What? Where is Paul? What has happened to Paul? So today we're dedicating the entire episode to the great Paul Morrissey. Uh, it'll be great catching up with him and uh, getting all things back. And as we go forward and we move into our new studio, which is. Uh, provided by our good friends at All Things Comedy, which is a beautiful, beautiful set, and we all get back to that. Uh, you'll see a lot more of Paul, for sure. Very funny comedian. Enjoy it. He Breaking bread with Paul, as you know, uh, if, you've known, if you know Paul from before, you know that uh, he has very strange eating habits, but quarantine has actually kind of expanded his palate a little bit. So enjoy. This is Breaking Bread with Paul Morrissey. Oh man, oh man, Paul, where have you been? What have you been doing? How are you? <laughs> Everybody's been so upset and worrying out and making sure that you were still alive and that you were fed and that everything was going okay. I know. I keep getting these uh these really sad emails from everybody. Where are <laughs> where are you? They thought I got the, uh... they thought I got COVID or something. They don't know what happened. I know. It's so funny when you when you drop off and don't talk about people for a while. They get very concerned. They're like, wait, 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 why? What? <laughs> I was actually looking at the, uh, at the um, tracking of, of what's going on in L.A. and uh, where it is and stuff. And Studio City is okay. North Hollywood, not so great. No, yeah, uh, there's a big line, right? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I don't understand where the line is. I don't know. I think there's a big space. I mean, are you staying in uh, your neighborhood, or do you venture out to the suburbs? I don't really venture out all that much. I um, hold on, just make sure I do this thing. I uh, I I don't venture too much. I'll get a little bit, but not so much. How about you? Well, I mean, that's kind of been the thing is I've kept track of the. Hot spots, I guess. So I usually end up, I'll go to like the suburbs to like grocery shop. I don't know if that's being like right. over. Is that weird? If I want to just drive like 20 miles outside of LA to grocery shop so there's not a million people there? Who knows? I mean, there's no way to really tell. <laughs> there's no way to tell. I don't know. Like, I don't think anybody has a clue. Nobody has a clue. They're everybody's just trying to figure it out and try and muddle through and you just kind of make your best guess. And then kind of fly with it. I don't know. What do you? What have you been cooking? I know this has been a huge. This has been a big thing. You, we did a hilarious uh, uh, comedy show the other night, which uh, we're going to be doing more of and streaming them out to the people. But we had a in a uh, secret location with very few people. We just testing out the stage and stuff. And you had a very funny joke about that you've actually worn out a spatula during the <laughs> <laughs> during the COVID. And you do a cooking show, and you haven't worn out a spatula, or have you? Do no, you? I've never worn out a spatula. I have melted a spatula before, right? I've uh, I've I've burnt them up. I've melted them down, 
but I, uh, I've never actually <laughs> <laughs> worked it through. What are yeah. you cooking? What is going on in the Paul Morrissey kitchen? Oh, man. It's uh, mostly some kind of, uh, you know, meat, tri-tips, something. Ooh. Nothing too experimental. Some tacos. Nice. Uh, yeah, nothing too, like, crazy. But I, have been, but I have been pretty healthy, though, I will say. Um, you look like you lost weight. Yeah, I've been working out a lot and eating better. Um, it's it's a weird thing. It's like uh, I'm not equating this, but I feel like it's like when Jenny came back to Forest. Remember, and they said she had she slept like she hadn't slept in ten years. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I feel I know. like I feel like I either sleep or I'm working out, and there's no in between. There's no middle energy. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're back to your athlete days. You're either on the couch or you're like sprinting somewhere, right? <laughs> I know, exactly. Isn't it amazing? Now, you and I have toured together for a number of years now, and we've gone so many places and done so. Can, when you, during this time, haven't you, isn't it given you a chance to look back at the pace we were going and realize how hard we were going? I mean, up yeah. at, up at like four in the morning after doing a show till midnight, going to the next city. I mean, it was incredible pace for years. Yeah, you're insane. Like you already knew that. Like you, you already knew that. Like you were, you had to like meditate or do these extra things just to like be able to do that. Because you know, I would go to three places with you. And then, you know, sleep until noon on the last place that you were going by yourself just to catch up. And, <laughs> and you would never have that because you would fly back the first flight in the morning to be with your family on Sunday. And yeah. so I feel like you never got a chance to, to catch up. So yeah. So this makes you analyze. You only want to do two shows a month now. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I think we'll, I think I'll end up going back to the pace when, when we... Well, it'll be even crazier now, right? Because we've had this time. So now... People are going to go hard. Yeah. (laughs) People are going to go really hard. I'm going to Portland tomorrow. Uh, And surprising. Are you really going to Portland? Are you going to like uh, Joshua Tree or something? (laughs) No, I'm really going. I... uh, Yeah, I was kind of touch and go. I wasn't sure. And then they said... um, uh, it was all systems go, and they seem like it's okay. So this will be the only one. I did Salt Lake City, you know, a little while ago. Yeah. And this will be the only one since then. And it definitely conjures up a weird feeling. You're like, I've been home forever, but I also feel like I should just keep staying home. I'm like, oh, <laughs> why am I leaving? And then there's another part of me that's like, I, the biggest thing is pulling the backpack out of the closet. Yeah. That you haven't seen you know, in so long because you haven't been traveling and it's like been your travel buddy for years. You pull that out and it's like, oh, yeah, we had fun together. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I I still have like, I was going to sell like my laptop because I'm like not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like you just keep your desktop and your luggage you can sell, you know, when's when's the next time? You're going to use a, a, a check-in bag. Never. Oh, my God. What's the next thing on the calendar for you? That's that's the thing. I was just talking to somebody today. It's like, you know, with, with stand-up, you have, like, your beginner goals. You want to do a special, do Letterman, those kind of things. And right. then after that, unless you have something specific, it's like you just kind of need, like, a couple things to look forward to, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, we would have, you know, we did those shows in, in Philly and Nashville. It's like, oh, it's it's cool to have, like, a couple of those shows a month. But yeah. now, when you don't have that, it really is, like, what am I doing? Like, should I... <laughs> Should I be going to law school right now? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. And not having the stuff in town is weird. Yeah. But I think that's that's the solve that I'm coming up with. I think being able to create that place in the woodshed, we're calling it the woodshed, and be Mm -hmm. able to give comedians a place to go work out, even if it's not in front of huge audiences, I think that'll be just a... a, It's... Part of it is to for the comedians to be make a little money and make sure that they feel okay, but the bigger part is just to them for them mentally to be able to go out 
right. and actually work out these jokes that have been in your head forever. And even if we don't like stream the whole thing, you know, e- even if it's a show like that somebody's not on, they can still come by and just do a set if they want to. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for putting that together. You could tell, like, I mean, that meant a lot to me, and I could tell, like, uh, parents like you and Kira, you know, it was like uh, in a, a way a reason to leave the house. You know, it's like, <laughs> is know. it the Larry David thing? Everybody needs a place to go, and you don't have a place to go right now, so it's like freaking everybody out. I know, <laughs> I know, it's been intense, man. I, uh, you're gonna have to start sneaking over because. Uh, my bread game has really been has really been on point. Uh oh. Ooh, man, oh man. I'm 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 so excited. I know it's how can you be excited after talking about bread for six years? But <laughs> <laughs> I had this new type of bread that I just cranked out that you're gonna like because it's a lot of all purpose flour. It's a lot of white flour uh-huh. with just a hint of wheat. And the process it's it's to make like a a French sourdough loaf. Uh, a pan okay. de campaign and it's so oh my god off the charts uh so you're gonna have to when i get back from portland you're gonna have to do a drive-by and get one yeah did you so are you out branching from sourdough or is this a no like, it's still you? it's still in that family it's still that process it's a little couple tweaks there's some fresh yeah. yeast also involved um it's it's branching out. I haven't gotten too crazy. I've just been cranking out what I know for the yeah. most part. Yeah, for quarantine, it's, it's and if uh, if I get extra, it goes to the neighbors. The neighbors are definitely freaking out. Like, why is this strange man who we've only see passing in the street dropping bread off at our house a couple times a week? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't doesn't he know it's a pandemic for crying out loud? Well, that's good. That's like because uh, I feel like our neighborhood, everybody thinks. That um, everyone's either smoking cigarettes or they're jogging. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no middle ground. Everyone's going down the plane or they're trying to like, you know, <laughs> yeah. rediscover their twenties or something. I don't know. So where are you playing basketball? Uh, so I I I drove like what I what I started doing like when this ferry started was I was trying to find like lighted basketball courts just to like kind of shoot around and stuff. Right. And I know you didn't play, but it's like just shooting is like very meditative because it's something you don't really think about. Like you can actually think of other things. Like I know that M Night Shyamalan actually shoots baskets when he's coming up with screenplays and stuff. It's actually oh. like a pretty good like non i guess you don't really have to think about it while you're doing it and it kind of opens you up now to be clear i know exactly what you're talking about (laughs) because while my career didn't go that long there was a good run between sixth and seventh grade i did this is true because i met your coach that's right you're taller than i think he you were probably taller than him when you were in eighth grade right i'm the same size now that i was (laughs) when i was in eighth grade yeah and coach d uh he took us and we we played we had a good year i don't know if there was a championship that year but uh we did very well and uh so yeah but i the best part for me with playing basketball and when i got to high school it wasn't my first love, and I wasn't that great. I just would make up for, I, I my skills weren't as good as my drive, so right. I would I would just kind of uh. Well, you just do up, the seasons, like you end up you play basketball because that's the season, you right? Know? Exactly. Um, but you were you were you were the real deal. But I do know from uh, from the, all those little young years of practicing, my outdoor setup when I was a kid was in the driveway we didn't have a pole we had a tree and Uh. we mounted the basket onto the tree which was worked out fine like that was a good height and it was that that worked but the uh, the ground like the driveway ended before it got to where the basket was so like if anything that came off and dropped down or went went in would come down hit a root a rock and then yeah. fire off into the woods, and you'd have to go chase it. <laughs> right? Yeah, you got you got to play all the angles. It's like having a pool table with a with a room that's not big enough. You got to <laughs> figure out the best way. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, but man, that 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 those nights like you're talking about when the light was on and you're the only one out there mm-hmm. shooting. 
Yeah. It is a that is a very unique special uh, place to be. Yeah, and so growing up, that's what I did. You know, I had a park, a full court right next to me, like next to my house. Yeah, I so saw I could that have, park. I could have like a, a a flashlight underneath the the just hitting the rim, so I could just stay out there. And uh, you know, and my dad was a gym teacher, so I just like was babysat at the gym. So it's kind of just what I did. Yeah, and I haven't had time to do it in. 15 or 20 years so there was crazy yeah one night i just decided I was like you know what? i'll just see if there's a court out there and i just started shooting and and uh i've been doing it pretty much like the last three or four months and is and no one out there well here's the thing there are actually like pro and college players uh that work out and they found this court too because it's pretty good court because the other yeah. thing you got to remember is we're in california doesn't rain so right. like you remember growing the East Coast, everything's all muddy, the the chain nets and everything's <laughs> rusted, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like out here it's glass backboards. Like there's nothing it, these wow. courts are beautiful. So what's the, what's the surface? Uh it's like a tennis court kind of surface, like Ooh, really nice. nice. And uh so just in the last month, uh Ron Artest, who's like an NBA player, uh yeah. he used to play for the Lakers. Oh yeah. And so He's been working out there, oh. and uh, and so he was one of the guys that was working out there, and uh, he was over like three hundred pounds. Like he had, he's, re- he's retired and he gained all this weight, and then just in the last like month, he's been like he's been doing yoga classes after playing basketball. He's been doing like running full court, which I'm not like obviously that's not too safe right now, but I think he was at the point where. He felt so unhealthy that his right. kind of life was in. So I think he lost like thirty pounds. But, Whoa, wow! But yeah, it seems it seems like people are 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 finding that as like a good exercise to do. Do you, but, do you shoot around with him? Uh, no. Well, that's the thing. So it's a full court. So I'll just be shooting at one end. There's usually like another guy. There's a guy that plays pro in Spain that's usually there the same time I'm at, and. Oh, uh and we'll just talk a little bit once in a while, you know, talk right. about basketball, which you never get to do anymore. Like, yeah, uh, just yeah. have like a social interaction. And wow. um, so it's been this kind of cool thing. Like, you know, I've been there at like two in the morning, I've been there at like <laughs> 11. It's just like this really safe, kind of cool park. And wow. uh, uh, it's been like probably the best part of this whole thing is just kind of finding that again. You That's know? amazing. I'm surprised yeah. there's not more people showing up there. There is now. It's become like a thing. But I think it's uh, um, early on. There's even like an app that says like when Ron's going to be at this park <laughs> or when some <laughs> no. other pro player is going to be there. So Man. Um, when you see a guy like that, is he still... Does he still have it? Oh yeah, I mean it's a freak of nature. Like he's he's actually when he's in shape, I think he's the same size as LeBron. Like the exact like he's wow. like six eight two sixty, and he's like all muscle. Oh, so man, oh, man. yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and so, crazy. so the guy that he brought one night, I don't know if I sent you the picture. Is this guy Mamadou? He's seven foot six. <laughs> Oh my God! So Seven, he's six. He's dunking on these rims on his tippy toes. He's not even jumping. That's how oh tall this guy God. is. Can he move? Uh, he's decent. Yeah, I think he plays overseas. But that was the thing that kind of blew up the spot. Was like when Ron's there, you see like a bigger guy. Yeah. But then when there's a seven foot six guy kids just tell their parents to like stop the car and let them run out and so oh my god it became like this crazy thing all these kids ran up and got their pictures with these guys and and you're you're still kind of like you know i mean obviously you want people to stay away but are these guys supposed to say don't come near me don't which they probably should but it's just a it's such a weird time but it was fun to see the kids excited to see something too yeah that's super cool man have you played any games like one on no no i'm still not not feeling that yet like yeah that's yeah i i think that's what part of what caused everything to to go off in in uh, la was once they said it was okay people were just playing games pickup games yeah. softball the parks were packed with people's rollerblading and having picnics and it's like we didn't 
we didn't take baby steps. Like we were locked right. down and then we just went full bore into complete chaos. Yeah, and I mean, it was, uh, you know, you drive through Hollywood and every place would be shut down and there'd be one bar open and there'd be 200 people spilled out into the street. And it's just like, well, yeah. it's not going to work when we do it that way, you know? No, so. I know. They had it so dialed in. They had it so, yeah. they had really like, they did everything right. And then you just wait this one little mistake at the end. We could have been such a success story. Yeah. Ah, what a bummer. But have it's hard. Been- it's hard to find a... Do you, cause you have a neighborhood that you feel comfortable. Like you go, are you going running and stuff or are you, what no, do you do? No, I'm doing the bike. I'm doing the Peloton bike. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, and I, it is important. I mean, look, I love drinking wine. I love, uh, I love eating. It's right I've there got, next I've to you. Got, yep. I've got a lot of <laughs> people keep sending it to me. I've got a lot of treats in the office, which never happens. I've got a huge, big ass box of Cheez-Its right next to me. Uh, so, you know, there's like that weird thing of you want all the good food, you want to celebrate, you want all the comfort of, you know, when times are weird, you want to enjoy yourself and feel good. But you also, if you're going to do all that, you gotta, you gotta do something. So you got to take care of yourself. You don't want to yeah. be one of those people that ends up getting the bug and having it be a bad deal. So yeah. I've been going hard. I've been lifting and I've been on the Peloton and... I haven't let up. Like when you look at my, when you look at the month, also because I'm not traveling, when you look at like the month diagram on the, on the Peloton thing, it's, the whole thing's filled up. It's like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. And it allows you to eat more bread. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what I think about when I'm on there. I'm like, Oh, I can definitely, I can eat, I can have more bread tonight. Yeah. Do you keep track of that stuff? Cause that was one of the things I did. Uh, you know, I got, the Apple Watch, which I was kind of keeping track of, you know, you can keep track of your workouts. So while you're right. playing or while you're jogging, and then there's another app uh, that keeps track of all your calories. And so mm-hmm. it really does. Like you look at it, like, oh, should I have a cupcake? And you're just like, that's 400 calories, man. That's like your, that's like a, another dinner right there. I know, I know. I was using the Apple Watch for a while. I actually t- took it off when. I had to do the audiobook for my uh, book and I had it was during like the first week of the quarantine. So mm-hmm. I had to get in the car and sneak off to a secret location to do the audiobook. Right. And you know, it was safe there was only one guy in a mask and all that, but they really didn't want us moving around. They didn't, you know. And I drove there and as soon as I got in the studio my Apple Watch pinged and was like, "You know you're supposed to be home right now." <laughs> I was like, oh man! If they want to keep track of you, they yeah. can easily do it. I don't. I don't. I think. Uh, I think that's probably where we're headed. You know, to help trace all this yeah. stuff. But that's kind of scary when they're like that into everything about you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what. Uh, you know, I had a friend that went to Hong Kong and f- flew in there, and you have to get tested like right in this main thing, and you've got to wait eight hours to get your test results. Whoa. And then they give you a tracker that you have to wear. So if somebody <laughs> on your flight ends up having it, they call you and, you know, I Jeez. think I think we have to do that because, I mean, that's the one thing that in L.A. it's just like, how, how about all of us get tested right now? Just yeah. like we're going into the NBA bubble. You know, the NBA, they found, you know, 30 guys out of the three or 400 had it. And, yeah. no, of course, they didn't know they were in- asymptomatic. But yeah. it'd be yeah. nice if we knew, like, before you went to Portland, if you had it. or I know. Have you gotten any tests? No, because, uh, you know, it's just the thought of, you know, uh, just going to a place where everyone has it. Yeah. <laughs> figure out. Well, you should do the drive-in one in, the, in your car. Oh, right. You yeah. did that, right? I did that twice. And I'll do it again when I come back from... From okay. my trip, uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. They're they're running into like some pr- problems now because there's so many people that are getting tested. Uh, but you just yeah, you sit in your car. It's it's definitely weird. It's definitely yeah. like this is like you've seen this in a movie. So much mm-hmm. of life now is like oh yeah, this is that movie uh, <laughs> where you pull up and there's just people like in hazmat suits and coming up and there's like a you drive around this parking lot and they hand you things with like those those clamps that you take stuff off of a shelf. <laughs> yeah, those are the those are the people that took ET away. 
Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the ET people are now back, and I'm dealing with them. It's bizarre. Uh, But, you know, pretty painless. You swab inside your mouth and put it in the thing, and they call you the next day, or just shoot it off on your phone and tell you, you know, in my case, both were negative. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you should you should do it at a certain point just so you know. And I wouldn't go now because it's so. I don't even know if you, they'll let you now because you, they really want to get everybody who's got symptoms. But when once it gets cleared up, just so you have a reference point of when you were when you definitively know yeah. you you didn't have it when I was clean. Yeah, and then you could be yeah. like, oh no, this definitely <laughs> was given to me. By Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like you, you know, every every time, you know, in Los Angeles, it's like you don't want to be taking a test that like somebody who really needs it, I guess. Right, I don't right, know. That's, exactly. that's why I think about like, I don't want to be in the way. So right, right. it'd be nice if I had like a mail-in one that I, I could know. just do, do when I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, like, low pressure. Yeah, yeah, like a twenty-three and me, you spit in a cup and send it. <laughs> How are your parents doing in Florida? They're right in the epicenter. They're doing good just because they're in a gated community, and my, you know, my dad uh, can play golf every day. My mom still likes running. You know, obviously, they're you know, my mom was a healthcare. She's a she's a retired nurse, right. so she kind of goes crazy when people weren't being safe or uh-huh. that her whole place is unsafe, pretty much. But uh, Man. yeah. What about people. your parents? They uh they same thing. They're just kind of isolated and staying away from everybody, you know. They're they're pretty paranoid about the whole thing. Uh which, you know, is smart at this point. Yeah. And they'll see my sisters and stuff for like birthdays and that kind of thing and they'll they'll sit separately. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're eating really. I think my mother made a couple good meals. Yeah. That that uh <laughs> that she shared with the family, but uh yeah, for the most part, it's it's just the uh, the the two of them. My sister's bro- my brother in law, my sister's husband. Um, he started hunting, so he got a couple deer. Okay. So they they've just been <laughs> living off of venison uh, for a lot of this quarantine. And then I watched this show. Have you seen on Netflix that show Alone? No. No. It's good. You'd, you'd like it. Yeah. They dropped... They, yeah, I went right to the newest season, which is the sixth season. I had no idea. I think it was a Canadian show or something because uh, it's been on for a while. But they take like 10 people and they just drop them in the woods. <laughs> and they're not near each other. They're all like different islands or whatever. This one was in the Arctic. And they just drop these people out and they have seven items with them and, they're, and the camera equipment because they film themselves. And they just have to survive. And yeah. it's it's good. It's like naked and afraid with people who know what they're doing, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like Bear Grylls, who's like actually not staying in hotels, and yeah. they they really it's cool. But I only bring it up because this one guy had killed a moose. He had a bow and arrow, and he killed Jeez. a giant moose, which is intense. And he's like, oh, he's definitely going to win because he's got all this moose meat. It turns out. You could starve to death eating a moose. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's all protein uh, from oh. the muscle. There's no fat. Oh, and okay. You've, I mean, there is fat, which you've got to store. This is a whole other thing. He, he did get some fat, and a, uh, a wolverine took it, which that's another thing. Wolverines <laughs> are real. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you, if you just ate, like, the muscle from a deer or a moose or something like that, it actually doesn't take care of everything that you need and you can end up starving to death. Wow. I think I just became a vegetarian. (laughs) I know. There was a lot of berry eating. Just thinking about that. (laughs) Oh, it's pretty gruesome. Man, watching these people, they just, the whole thing is food. They just got to get food. So they're just like setting traps and fishing. And this guy was just good with the bow. He actually killed a moose. And then, a wolverine came into his camp. You ever seen what a wolverine looks like? No, I didn't know it was a real thing. I thought oh. it was some kind of made-up thing. Yeah, from that movie with what's his name with the big with the big uh, 
Freddy, the Friday the 13th things. Oh, I just remember the Saturday Night Live thing about feeding your fingers to the Wolverines. Remember? <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> they were teaching John Belushi English. I will, <laughs> I will feed your fingers to the Wolverines. <laughs> it looks like a bear had sex with a hyena. Ugh. And and then cheated on it with a with a with a wolf. But so it's got like these, they're in the mountains, or they're where are they? This was in an Ar- in the Arctic, and okay. it had claws like these ravenous claws, and then they're like curled, and it has this little face, like a little like a little whiny kid face with these big fangs, nasty head. Like its skull is just like the <laughs> hyena thing. Oh, horrible. And that thing came in and stole all this poor guy's fat. But he he actually killed a wolverine too. He went over and clubbed it to death with a <laughs> with a hatchet. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're sitting here in quarantine and like, I can't go to restaurants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just gotta think, you know. And moose and moose are like real. They're like strong, like everything we talk about is like goofy. Like a moose is like, you know, moose tracks and moose munch and make it like a fun play thing. But those yeah, things. Yeah, bullwinkle. Yeah. But those things are uh, giant, right? They're giant and they're mean. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they'll just come into your camp if they see you just to stomp you. <laughs> a moose might just have eyes on you and just be like, no, I'm going to take this guy out because yeah. I don't like him and just use his thousand pound feet to, to stomp you to death <laughs> that did uh did you ever see the there's a lost in everest show on not on national geographic and that was that was another one that was kind of along those lines of like uh just all 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 the stuff you have to do like it takes like 30 days to climb mount everest uh-huh. and you have to get all these like sherpa guys to like bring you up and you've got to like you know stay in tents a certain amount of the time for all the elevation stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I it's mean, it's it's insane. Yeah, I like camping. I like being out in nature. <laughs> I like heating up a little Dintymore stew on my Coleman stove. But uh, yeah, I don't need to feel like my life is in danger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't have to go to that extent. And I did some hardcore backcountry trips and stuff where you had to like keep the stuff away from the bears and we had some run-ins with stuff like that. But uh, I wouldn't want to be like, oh, I've got to kill that bear so or I don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need that level. Well, it's just the top of the mountain. Like the other cool thing was they had a, it was the first time they brought a drone up there, which they could see all the, uh, the whole view with a drone, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Wow, but, that's you know, got to be a game changer. But you know those people, you know, like people die up there all the time doing climbing Everest. So, and they leave the bodies. Yeah, so that was the thing. It was like they're trying to find this guy th- that made it to the top in like 1920, and he <laughs> and they found him. He's still up there. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like frozen. frozen. Oh my yeah. god! It's like why would you want to do this for? Is this for fun? Is oh this? Oh my god. That is ridiculous. Watch Someone you. told me that a good show to watch is uh, on the Netflixes is, is um, Formula One. It's about it's like a a series about Formula One racing. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then, that it really dials you into like all of the all of the drivers and introduces you to the world. These were two people that friends of mine who have no interest in that kind of thing <laughs> like yeah. they had no there was no part of them that thought car racing was cool there was no part of them that had any desire to watch a french guy walk around and <laughs> go to right. the riviera to race <laughs> and they were like they were talking about it like it was et they yeah. were like this is the best thing they've ever seen yeah i mean i guess especially this time it kind of makes you like uh since you can't do whatever it is you usually do like, what would be your dream thing? Like, would I want to be a climber or race a yeah. car or do... What would you do if, like, you could do... If you could travel and do whatever you wanted now? Ooh, there, right now? Man, if I could travel, not 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 an activity, not mm-hmm. like a big, like, I'm going to go race cars or do that kind of thing or, or sail a boat. I would... Right now, though, I've been fantasizing, and I'm 
at late at night on my iPad. For some reason, I'm very drawn to Copenhagen, the Netherlands, yeah. uh, dip over into Norway. Um, I've just that part of the world. I think because mm -hmm. everybody else seems so diseased and confused, and, <laughs> and that part of the world always seems really dialed in and they act correctly and yeah. it seems so clean. And of course, they have amazing bakeries. Every time I look, right. I'm like, oh, if I go to Copenhagen, I can just every day get up and just have coffee and treats all along these cobblestone <laughs> streets. Oh, it just seems like heaven. Oh, wait, did you see the uh, the guy that I sent you that, uh, the, the Pasadena Italian guy that makes sandwiches? Oh, yeah, tell me about that. Uh, well, apparently this guy has been working at this place since he's 11. Now, so hold on. Let, let me set this up because uh, we have been from coming from New York. We have always been in, in, in a quest for great, great uh, East Coast Italian. Not necessarily has to be Italian, but most of the time it is. Yeah. Great sandwiches. And we found this amazing place in Encino called Delmingo's. Domingos. 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 I don't know why I said Del. Domingos. And that place makes their own bread, their, yeah. their own ciabatta, and just the spicy dom. I even wrote about it in my book. I was like, this is one of the sandwiches of, of my life <laughs> that I found that was so good. Yeah, you're spicy dom. I'm chicken parmesan. That, that sandwich is amazing if you're into that. But. Off the charts. Just so good. Yeah. So that's been our that's been our our big one up until this point. Mm. Now, what happened? You found this online, or you went over to this place? The, no, I haven't been there yet. I want to go, but it just went to you know it was that thing we talked about in the beginning when you were doing uh, you know starting to make your bread, and it was kind of that fascination with getting really good at one skill and yeah. like just kind of perfecting that. And so this guy makes uh, between he said between three and six hundred sandwiches a day a day he's never and the only reason he stops is when he runs out of bread wow that's amazing so, that's kind of like um il doro in in new york on thompson okay. or sullivan i always get confused uh same thing they just have a certain amount of bread and they make these uh -huh. amazing italian sandwiches until the bread runs out and then they close right up. So this guy's 81. He's been working. I guess his family owned it. So he, he's been working there since he was 11. Man. Hasn't missed a day. Goes every day. Doesn't miss. And they ask him, why don't you take the weekend off? He's like, I like what I do. Wow. Since 11? Yeah. And he's 80. crazy? Yeah, Holy. he's 81. Oh, my God. And he just loves it. Yeah, he just it wouldn't miss a day, especially now when people need it. And uh, just, wow. uh, yeah. So that's the thing about, like, I'm sure he's still trying to make the perfect sandwich, too. You know what I mean? You can't oh, make my God. 400 of those a day. Imagine if you got to make 400 loaves of bread a day. or Oh, yeah. Know. No, anytime I, anytime I go to, like, Bub and Grandma's or any of these places uh, and you see them, like, it's so, it takes so much time for me to make two loaves of bread. And yeah. if, if something goes wrong, it's like, oh, I got to wait another three days to go do this again. To be able to crank out in these places, you see them just making, you know, dozens a day. It's like, yeah, I would get really good at this really fast. <laughs> yeah, and it's like any skill. It's like, you know, if you wrote if you wrote one joke a day and started to write 400 a day, imagine mm -hmm. how much better you would get and you'd probably get more picky the more you made, so you'd be better at it too. Yeah, man, oh man, oh god! I did he say? Did they describe what he makes? Uh, I gotta check to see what the specialties were, but uh, yeah, I kind of wanted to go. It just made me want to like drive up there. Yeah, so. where was it? Pasadena. In Pasadena, dude. That's so close. We can yeah. get there. We gotta go. Yeah, so I gotta We've check gotta it out. Go. That's but it's gotta soon, be amazing. It, it, but that was like the first two lines were like. Hasn't missed a day. I mean, you know, works there seven days a week. Yeah. And so hopefully has never been sick, you know. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but, uh, but imagine, you know, just never never getting sick, just doing this every day and still 
enjoying it. Like God. that's 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 heaven, right? Like most people think yeah. that guy's crazy. I'm sure. No, that's but. it. That's it. I mean, that guy to to never have to sit and think, where am I going to go on vacation so I can try and be happy for a week? Yeah, that's a great life. <laughs> or or how does my hair look? He doesn't care. Uh, how many how many uh, how many calories did i burn on the apple watch he never <laughs> nope he not, doesn't care about any of that stuff he looked like he was in shape too that guy yeah yeah and it's like and i'm sure his arms are, are buff too just cutting and and doing 400 sandwiches a day it's oh crazy my God. that's like Vito. like i did we had Vito's pizza here on the podcast and uh Vito does the same thing his happiest moments he gets up at four in the morning and oh, rolls wow. in he and goes into the shop, which doesn't open until, you know, he's got to make all the dough and get everything prepped and ready. Mm-hmm. But it really is be, so he can sit in there. He just yeah. wants to be back in his shop. He loves his shop. He loves That's the smell great. and the morning and the espresso and just taking some time and making himself a little breakfast. And I'm, I, you, you hear him talk about it's just like, yeah, everybody should have that kind of a, a place in their life where you can just know that, this simple thing, which a lot of the world would think is work or would think is, 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 isn't that special. And, right. And you know that it's the best place on earth. Yeah. Oh. And you came up with it yourself. Like, I don't know, like, were you on a search for this? Like, I'm always interested in how people find it. Cause it's either, you know, cause sometimes like, like isolation, like I have one buddy who's like a very like, normal dude he started making like two apple pies a day for like no reason and he's the same as you he's like hey do you like apple pie because I, I i can drop some off i was like when did you start eating apple pie he's like no i make them i just you know i really got into it i was like how did you get into it and you know he was like just by himself and just maybe always had this thought and it's like well i can do it now when my friends don't call me names for it or something you know <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know how you come to it i think a big part of it was was stand up for sure was the 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 realization that you can and years of doing it is that you can just get really good at doing this one thing mm-hmm. and that if you just and it, and you enjoy it and all the rewards that come from it and knowing that it's kind of really is it's the mindset of realizing that it's not the big idea. It's not the huge thing. It's not like, oh, I can become a stand-up and have a special and and have people come to my shows and all that bigness of it. Like that you think about, of course, but it's the realization that that's not what you should be thinking about. That what you should be thinking about is all the way down to sitting there with your pen and your pad and, and noodling around and getting one joke, writing down a very funny idea. Like, that it's the smallness that gives you the re- reward of the bigness. Like that little lesson, which took, I don't know, 20 years to figure out, uh, to really have confidence, because you actually, it proved itself to be true. Like there's the kind of realization of it, and then going through years of doing it and realizing that, oh, no, that is what makes something valuable and meaningful. Uh, I think that was the thing that that kind of kicked it off. So by the time I came around to, oh, I'm going to bake bread and figure this out, I knew just from a practice aspect of it, oh, this is just like that. Like if I just tend to the little things of this, who knows what this is going to turn into? Who knows what reward this will be? And it's turned into this, you know, this podcast is built around it. I had a TV show from it. I'm meeting all these people about it. You know, you and I are able to discover these different bakeries and stuff when we're on the road. And it's like all of that came from what? From learning how to mix flour and water and salt and yeast together. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's the, that's the, the noodling on the pad. So it's a pretty cool lesson. And it's like, you know, it's like shooting baskets. It's like, that's the thing. And you get into the rhythm and you get better and you, it, 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 fires off all of these different branches that you don't see coming. And all of a sudden, your life is, it's a big part of the structure of your life. Yeah, and everyone tries to figure, you know, like, you know, when you first 
do something like that, you're like, well, what's this going to turn into? It's like, you don't have to worry about that. Like, you, right. you know, like, the bread might lead into, like, some kind of bagel chips or something that you'll do two years down the road, but you don't, you don't know until you, this gets you to the next thing, you know? Yeah. No, nothing would be worse than somebody saying, I think I can make a killing at bagel chips. <laughs> getting into it for that reason. That is... uh that's not going to work. It's just, what do you really, really love? What do you really love to do? And it yeah. doesn't have to even turn into anything, really. If you like doing model airplanes, you really love it, just do it. And that's going to become something valuable in your life. It's those small little, those small little moments. Yeah, and it is fascinating to find like somebody like that 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 has some uh, you know weird little hobby. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like I, know. Uh, I don't think I have anything too crazy. But there's like, oh well, I mean, I got into soccer a little bit during this thing, you know, because like they're the only ones playing. So there's this guy Lionel Messi plays for uh, sure. Barcelona. So I just got into that, and like now everyone's like, "Oh, so you're like a soccer fan now?" I was like, "Oh no, I've just never been able to to watch yeah. this guy play." It's like watching Pele play, and now he plays twice a week, and there's nothing else on TV. So this he is plays like twice cool. a week in those. Yeah, weeks? well, they uh, you know because they're so far behind, so right. they've been playing like uh, Thursdays, uh. Thursdays and Sundays every week, and so wow. gotten to watch this guy play like three or four times in a you know. It, this month even so that's amazing yeah it's now, wasn't cool. he, was he always barcelona wasn't he like wasn't he greece or Brazil yeah he, or? he was somewhere else but he's from argentina that's what argentina. he plays for in the uh the world cup that's who he plays for but right, he's he's like right. this little tiny guy i think he even had some kind of weird growth or something and he just he can just go wherever he wants with the ball yeah and just anytime he touches it it's just magic they call him the medicine man <laughs> <laughs> oh man i know I, I i watched him during the world cup that's where i got turned on to him oh and, yeah uh, oh man amazing he, he was like one of those people that it was kind of like tiger woods it was like oh you shouldn't be able to do that with a ball yeah <laughs> like he just does a whole a whole different thing but can't bake bread. No, I, you never know though. If he's maybe. in a, if he's in a Spain, maybe yeah. they, he's making something else. You know. Oh man, I, <laughs> yeah. They keep, they must be eating. They must be eating pretty well over there. Damn it! I keep seeing all these pictures of people. I don't know how, but um, some of like my kids' friends' parents are like posting pictures of them in Italy at a cafe, and it's like they oh, must yeah. have like a dual passport or something. Like, no one wants to see a passport from the United States of America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want us at, at their cafes. But somehow they're sneaking through the border and getting some pasta. Oh, yeah. That, w that was what one of the reasons I was going to ask you about what trip you're going to take. Because one of the things I always wanted to do since I went to, I went to Vietnam a couple years ago. And you can, one of the things that all people do is they ride, like you can buy a dirt bike for like 200 bucks uh -huh. and you ride the Ho Chi Minh Trail and it takes like a week Whoa. and you see the whole countryside. And if you see these pictures, it's like amazing, Whoa. but it's like seven or eight days you can do it in. And I was like, oh, that'd be really great. But just, you know, you never have time for that. And uh, there was a friend of mine that was from Montreal was going there for vacation and she's stuck there now. Like she, and and everything's fine there. She just can't go back because Montreal has has been pretty bad. Right. Oh so man. She, so she did this trek that I want to do, <laughs> and I was like, man, I go, I'm definitely gonna do it now. Like, would you yeah. do that? Because you haven't ridden in a while. But this is like dirt yeah. bike riding through. Oh, it would be amazing. Yeah, it would be amazing. Oh my god, that would be so great. How insane though that the Ho Chi Minh Trail, which was you know during the wars and just yeah horrible stories in and around it that that uh is now like let's get a dirt bike and go on vacation yeah yeah <laughs> you know what isn't it weird like time can just pave over everything it's so weird it's pretty crazy but it's it just kind of shows i mean that's what it is it shows the history of it and that they don't really you know, hate anybody except for no, the French. The not. French, they, the French is who they hate, just like everybody else. <laughs> there, uh, yeah, man. But yeah, Montreal. I was actually looking at that today. That all of L.A. has more 
cases than all of Canada. Oh, uh, wow. And the only reason it's even close is because of the Montreal region. Yeah, it's like that, one that, hot spot, right? Yeah, that that's the one place, the uh, Quebec, that that uh, they weren't really following the rules as much. <laughs> yeah, they were a little bit too much like us. They can't smoke with a mask on. They're all the <laughs> French Canadians. Oh my God! Did you see that guy? That that video of the guy smoking a cigarette at a slot machine in Vegas with his no. mask on. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh God, it's hilarious. There's <laughs> a guy playing the slots. He's got like a sleeveless shirt on, flip flops sitting there playing the slides. He takes out a cigarette. He puts it in the side of his mask, (laughs) lights it on the side, inhales, lifts his mask, and exhales. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, He's trying. At least he's trying. (laughs) At least he's giving it an effort. Find a way. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any uh, desire to, like, tempt fate right now. I don't... I know some people are like, I we just, I'm not gonna not go to Vegas now, and it's like, what do you mean? It's closed. Like nobody. I can't believe the things that people think are a good time. Like I yeah. can't believe like that's the thing that you'll put your life at risk for, like a pool party. Like yeah. that's like being tied with six other boats on a <laughs> lake, drinking and jumping off the side, like. That's the thing that really turns you on that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I got to get to the bar. And I wasn't, and this isn't an age thing. When I was in my 20s, I wouldn't be like, I, I've got to get out and go to that, that club like yeah. filled with 2,000 people. That was never right. appealing to me, ever. Yeah. I, I would, when I was in my 20s, if I was in my 20s right now, I'd be like, are we going to Hula Hands? Are we going to O'Malley's? <laughs> you mean that place with the one eighty-year-old guy at the bar? Yeah. Uh, can we get in there now? No one's in there. No one's getting the COVID in there because <laughs> those were my places. Yeah, I, six dudes and a wooden table. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe a Pac-Man machine and a good <laughs> jukebox. That's all I wanted. I don't. I don't understand this craving that it, it makes you realize how bored people are. That they're like risk their life just to go with thousand other people at a trampoline park <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah hey by the way the park did you see the thing about that action park i forgot if, oh, if yeah, i asked yeah, yeah. did you ever yeah, go to that place uh, no i'd never been I, I might have gone once but i don't think so but i remember it because all the commercials for action yeah. park were all over our new york new jersey area as kids it was basically an amusement park that was the most dangerous place on earth. <laughs> yeah, they had all this crazy stuff that you're like, wow, you can drive cars with no helmets or there's no no safety measures. And it's like, oh, because it was completely unsafe. So I yeah. guess all, all these people like losing teeth on the the uh, the little water slides and stuff. You know, they yeah, had like they a had 360 a- thing and it had teeth in it. They had people. a water slide that was a, three, a 360 loop-de-loop. Like a track, like it would zip you down and then do a 360 and spit you out. No physics taken into consideration that if you take a kid who's only kind of wet and try and get him enough speed to go through the loop and spit out the other side, people, kids would get stuck in there and they'd lose their teeth and they would (laughs) run into each other. What about the Alpine slide? That was a all concrete, right? Like, water slide dry of course and you got in a little cart with wheels and right. you flew down that thing and there was always stories of kids flying off into the woods well that's why i was like there's no guardrails how do you keep it on the track and the answer was they don't it just goes <laughs> it just goes wherever yeah they called it traction park <laughs> or, or class action park too yeah because everyone sued them but i guess they had like no they had one of those like insurance uh, companies from the cayman islands or something that never covered anything new york so, and new jersey rye playland wasn't the most safe place either those had uh roller coasters that went completely off off kilter and uh how about the horrible one was uh the haunted house in long branch Oh, no, that one? There. Oh, no, man. There. Yeah, there was no regulations with any of this stuff. So as kids, everyone was dying because they would, you'd listen to local radio, which was the most powerful thing you could get back then. It was just, it was a, an amazing, amazing uh, th- way to unite the whole community. Like, 
PLJ coming out of New York City was like everybody was listening to that or NEW and and it it was such a great age for radio because all these bands were coming to town. That's how you knew where they were coming. It would they would talk all about your place and your area, and they would run ads for whatever right. the big attractions were. And Great Adventure, Action Park, and the the haunted house in Long Branch. And that place, we were all dying to get there. And one day, it caught on fire. Like, oh no way! <laughs> yeah, I think like seven people died or something. It was br- it was brutal. Oh my god! It was just like you know that place you've been listening to and begging your parents to take you to was on fire, but that was you know that was back then when the there was no regulations and nobody really cared and no one got sued and they probably just swept it up and opened it up next week. Yeah, it's it's even more scary now than all the people. <laughs> yeah, and then you go, you'd go do that, and then go see a Springsteen concert. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh man, there was no safety measures. Asbury Park, Atlantic City, all those things. Just metal roller coasters, people getting tetanus, people throwing up, sitting in it. They (laughs) didn't care. Well, you didn't even need a seatbelt in the car until the mid-80s, right? Dude, I I have a Volkswagen, a 1967 Volkswagen. There's two seatbelts in the front, a lap belt for the driver, a lap belt... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, for the passenger and nothing in the back they, they just crazy. didn't even think to put them in yeah the whole thing is metal and glass <laughs> and gasoline <laughs> they had no airbags no seat belts no nothing they're like yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> i take that thing out i feel like i'm riding a motorcycle again yeah, if you get hit, it's going to be bad anyway. So <laughs> Right, exactly. This thing's going to go up in flames anyway. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What are you going to have for dinner tonight? Man, I don't know. I think uh, the safe bet in California, a lot of these taco places do the yeah. drive-through. You know, the couple are our favorite place. They're Tony's. I've gone to a couple times. Nice. And... Uh, yeah, they think you're too big for them now. That you're a food food star. Oh, really? They they worried about my my high exposure. They know that. Well, I guess they don't see you anymore or something. But this this place is. Uh, they used to have Tom on the wall in this place. I know, I know. And then they painted the wall and they yeah. took it down. I didn't take it down. They took it down. Those <laughs> sons of bees. I. Uh, I I would go in once in a while with my buddy Pete. That's where we would go for lunch. But since the COVID, we haven't been in there since March. Uh, but I still order from them at least once a week. And, you know, with my daughters going through high school and everything, we did the math. We've been ordering from them once a week for 17 years. That's crazy. Yeah. that's that's. So tell them. I actually feel like I should be able to call. And they should know when I call. Yeah, I, yeah. I want, I want special treatment. I'll be like, "Hey, it's Tom. Hey, you want the regular? Yes." And hang up. That I have to still call and act like I'm an anonymous nincompoop and go through the whole order. It's yeah, you a- know what they did last night was the uh I forget which lady it is, but she was like uh you know, I order and I'm like, I'm the only one that doesn't like guacamole. And so she's like, "You don't want no guacamole?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's Paul." The uh, she goes, oh, yeah, you're the one who never ate an egg or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So yeah, that's how, that's we got to dial in this relationship already. Come on. <laughs> this is Tony's Mexican Grill, by the way, which is in, uh, is that Sherman Oaks or Studio City? Yeah, technically Sherman Oaks, I think. Yeah. Like it's on your side. Cold yeah. water and Magnolia. My favorite Mexican place. in. Uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that place is just Oh, now you got me thinking. I actually, because I had so many treats this week, my friends uh, at at Netflix, because they sent us cakes and everything. We had our one year anniversary for the radio show, so they sent us cheese, it's and cakes and cookies and just all of this stuff. And then the last thing they sent was a cleanse, a juice cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've been eating, I've been drinking it all day. I haven't eaten a thing all day. It's already, it's you know, it's five thirty at night. And I uh, haven't eaten a thing. I feel pretty good. But so I, you're doing this thing? Yeah, I just figured, let me fire them down. Let me just see. It's only oh, one man. day. Uh, and I think I have two left, and it's 5.30. I could probably go the distance, but I just want to eat. <laughs> I just want to Wait, eat. there's a one-day cleanse? 
Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't know, know, man. It's yeah. not cleansing anything. I think it's just one day of juice is what it should be called. Yeah, yeah. You're just <laughs> one day just, of juice until you eat dinner. <laughs> yeah, you can drink your dinner right there. You got your wine or whatever's in there. I know, and it's always it's kind of a tradition of mine. Like when I, if I'm traveling to go on the road, I'll be gone for three days because I'm going to be going doing these shows in Portland. I always, you know, have a nice cocktail the night before I leave. You know, at the house, it's like a nice little tradition, a send off kind of a thing. Let me just sit there with a juice on my lap. That's not going to work. <laughs> that, that, that's that, that's bad luck. <laughs> well, you can still mix it, right? Can you put vodka in it or something? Little... <laughs> yeah, my celery and beet juice thing. <laughs> yeah, why the hell not? <laughs> oh man. Well, this was good catching up, Paul. Yeah, um, you too. So you're leaving tomorrow. You're you're taking off. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Well, good uh, luck. Thanks, man. By the time this comes out, I will have returned. Um, but yeah, but tomorrow I'm leaving. And uh, yeah, yeah, just wear your mask, do the right things, wipe off the stuff, and uh, you know it'll be fine. Yeah, well, have fun. Yeah, thanks. If, if if not, you can just drive back. That'll give you an extra couple days on your own. You can- <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. If it gets too wiggy, just get a car and drive. That's got to be what's thirteen hours probably. Drive drive the coast. That'd be a good two two day trip. Man, that would be good. That would be really good. I don't think anybody that's expecting me would be happy with it, but man, that would be good. There's good. There's a lot of good uh, baked goods, and um, Ken Forkish, the guy who who I learned a lot from from Flour, Water, Salt, and Yeast, is uh, one of the main books. Is up in Portland, so oh, I'm cool. I'm thinking of going and tracking him down yeah. for the podcast. That would be pretty great if I can find him. Uh, I only have a couple days, so I've got to make it happen. But that would be pretty great. I'm definitely going to go by his place and because uh, they're starting to serve again. Oh, cool. Yeah, have him come to the show or something. Yeah, well, let's not get carried away. i got tickets <laughs> to sell. <laughs> All right, buddy, take care of yourself. I'll see you All soon. Right. All right, you too.